Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you. For the next 30 minutes, answering your questions about real estate in the studio. Some great folks. We got my good buddy Chuck Crosby from the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. Good to see you, Chuck. Good to see you, Bob. Also, Brian O'Rear, who is the owner of Home Team Inspection Services. They hire veterans to do the inspections, so these guys are like laser-trained to get the job done. We love that. Also, we should point out, Brian just recently appointed by the governor to be on the Kentucky Board of Home Inspectors. So, yeah, Thank you. Good morning. It's a good thing. Uh, good morning. Good to have you here. And Brian's number, by the way, the home team is uh, 357-0813. Uh, we get emails. We get a lot of calls. By the way, coming up a little bit later, on in the show, uh, five reasons, and we actually have a sixth one now. Yeah, uh, six reasons you should not for put your house up for sale by owner in today's market. Well, we, we get emails, and you can always email me, Bob at weselllouisville.com. dot uh, com. This one uh, comes from Gary. Loves the show. He's getting bids on new vinyl siding for his home. They're costing the cost ranging from fourteen thousand to eighteen thousand. But the question is, how much should he be required to pay up front? One of the companies wants a third up front and a third when the work starts, a third upon completion. Is that reasonable? you guys have any clue on how that would work with a contractor? It, it, as a consumer, that seems reasonable to me. Yeah. I, uh, I always err on the side of um, call the Better Business Bureau, find out what they recommend to, for a down payment. It does that, reason, that sounds reasonable to me as well. I know I've got some work being done at my house. And uh, we had a payment schedule, which it basically sounds like about yeah. that. Yeah, it's so not unusual. I don't think that's so unusual. But I would, but I would call the Better Business Bureau for no other reason than to get uh, references to make sure that the companies uh, are who they say they are. Yeah. You could also do some research. I think Angie Angie's List has uh, some research now, and, and go from there. Also, I think Home Advisor. Home Advisor. Yeah, Home Advisor. Oh, they're trying to did see ads for that too, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've heard good things about them. Good. All uh, right. Yeah. So, Good stuff. Let's go to the phones, see what our folks have, who are on hold have to say. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Damon. Yeah. Uh, I was shopping for a home, and I saw a crack in the foundation. Is that a bad thing? Ooh, it depends. Let's go to Brian. So a crack in the foundation is where the, where the crack is, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, what we see very commonly is people get upset about a crack. They think it's in the foundation, and uh-huh. uh, perhaps it's in the garage floor uh, on the horizontal surface, or it's in the basement on the horizontal surface. Any crack like that is probably not going to be an issue. It may be, but it's really unlikely. So uh, assuming that it's not one of those floor cracks, it's a, it's a crack that is in the foundation. <laughs> Here's another thing. Is it, it just in the parging? The parging is a thin cement coat. Is that what it's called, the parging? Yes. It's okay. it's a thin coat of cement that is over the, the uh, exterior of foundation, uh-huh. typically older homes. A lot of times that will crack. That doesn't mean that there's necessarily a foundation problem. So I would say um, don't rule it out unless you're absolutely sure that there's a no kidding serious foundation problem. You yeah. probably don't. So uh, if, you need a, if you need a second opinion or you need an opinion, call us. I'm happy to come out free of charge. Just take mm-hmm. a look. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, three five seven zero eight one three, and that parginging that you were talking about—I always thought it was a skim coat. It, it, uh, that's basically what yeah, it is. It's yeah. not—it's not structural at all. It's about a half inch 
maybe quarter inch to half inch of uh, Portland cement that's mm-hmm. just put over the top of it, purely for aesthetics. Unfortunately, um, it typically fails after about uh, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, and so aesthetically it doesn't look so great after a while. But you can redo that Absolutely. rather inexpensively. Yeah. I mean, you, you can. Yeah. Typically what people do is just do it in sections and in, in, mm-hmm. uh, little portions so you can still see the cracks. You can have the whole thing redone. Um, it is just aesthetics. It's not structural. So if you see something like that, it's uh, not a problem. Typically not a problem. Not Sometimes it will go all the way through. But. Good. All right. By the way, if you want to see the future of uh, photography for real estate, not only here in Louisville, but around the country and around the world, go to Louisville3D.com. That's Louisville, then the number three, the letter D, dot com all together. And it's kind of a, an unusual way of looking at homes. We kind of create these dollhouses, slice them, dice them. You can see in from the outside walls. It's where photography is going. We're ahead of the game on this one. Louisville3D.com, or you can call me for more information at 376-5483. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Linda. And my question is, huh? how important is a title search? Ooh. Uh, Chuck, title searches ranging from 1 to 10, what would you say? Um, if we're not going to do a title exam, I'm not going to do a closing. <laughs> okay. And explain it's that why. important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if you know who the person is, even if they're, you know, this side of, of a saint, mm-hmm. uh, there's all kinds of things that can happen to a title. If you don't run the title, you don't know who owns the property. You don't know if there's any claims against the property. You don't just don't know anything about it. You're buying a pig in a poke, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you run a title, you go back 60 years, 30 years, depending on what type you're running, and then you run it forward. That way you know everybody that's owned it. Uh, you know all the mortgages. You you check to make sure everything's released and and that there are no liens and encumbrances. Uh, but uh, buying a house without a title exam would be crazy. You just don't do it. You got to do it. Got to have to do it. And yeah, you ought to do it. To I mean, do it, not required to, it to. But most closing attorneys will. I mean, all closing attorneys. If you're going to do a closing where I'm going to do any kind of title insurance, obviously it has to be run. You can't do title insurance without it. But if somebody were to walk in, uh, you know, and say, "Hey, I'm going to sell the property to my buddy Bob over here," and Bob thinks I'm a great guy, and you know, we just want a deed. That's all. Well, mm-hmm. at that point, it's like, no, you need to run a title. Uh, make sure that Bob owns it. Make sure that nobody's filed any liens. Because uh, title isn't just, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can affect it. Everything from fraud to mistake to, you know, 30 years ago, somebody passed and nobody mentioned the wild yeah. oats sown during the war years, as we refer to them. Uh, it could be all kinds of things. Not to mention, you know, fraud is, <coughs> it's out there. It was just a month or two ago that, uh, you know, we ran into some just absolute forgery whole cloth forgery. And for those of you who are listening right now who are also fascinated by Chuck's term, pig in a poke. Did you look that up? I did. Okay. I was going That's to do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what is the meaning of a pig in a poke? Well, go ahead. You've looked it's it up. It's an English colloquialism. And a poke is a sack mm-hmm. or bag. And in the references, you would be buying something in a bag without knowing what it was if you were buying a pig in a poke. Right. And that's where it goes. Very good. Okay. I'll, we'll use hoist on your own petard uh, next time. Oh, my goodness. All right. I'll start working on that right now. All Back right. to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Sekoler Medley Team, Remax Properties East. How are you doing? Good morning. Hey, Bob. This is Larry. Um, we've got a uh, house we're thinking about selling, and we've got a driveway that we noticed a small hole appearing uh, and it seems to uh, 
be getting a slightly larger, so we wanted to get some uh, advice on on what to do with that driveway. We uh, poured some uh, pea gravel into the hole to see if that would uh, plug it up, and mm-hmm. I went through two bags, and it it's still uh, it's still there. So, um, looking for a solution for that. Mm. Two bags. God, I of- have an idea. What are you thinking? Uh, and this is odd. I was just up visiting my parents uh, last week, uh-huh. and my sister was there. It's my dad's 80th birthday. And my sister was relaying to me how their driveway is a sinkhole, and <gasps> she explained it that way. So, And I don't know if it's the same situation, but the, the issue in her case is there's a drainage line from their neighbor's home that actually transits underneath their uh, uh, their driveway okay. on, their own pro- on their property. It's underneath, obviously. And there's a leak somehow, somewhere. And so their their uh, driveway is is falling, so it's possible that there is uh, some some uh, a drainage line or a water line under, underneath something like that. Um, it could be any number of things. Uh, I don't know how old the house is, but typically, if it's a house that's been there for a while, it, it's not going to just be settling. Well, this sounds a bit concerning. So let's start with from practical side. What do you do if he's already poured pea gravel and it keeps going? The hole could be pretty big. Do you park a car, and if he's going to sell, oh, that's, a, that's a problem. I'd say absolutely yeah, not. Stay get off it, of it. Yeah. Get it fixed. And it, well, how? It, well, I'd say first call, um, maybe MSD. It, it could be an MSD line, depending on where the driveway yeah. is located. Yeah. Something is eroding the support. So something is eroding the, the, the earth underneath. More than likely, it's water, but who, who knows. But I, I'd start with MSD, maybe a plumbing company. Um, maybe they can run some uh, – sometimes they'll run uh, – cameras down the sewer lines and they can be able to tell that way so that's that's a possibility yeah i guess you could also run a camera down the hole sure and and, and try to find so a it plumber who might have something like that i don't it's know it's got a lot of pea gravel in it now so. yeah well if, <laughs> it may not have even made a dent yeah that's true so let me take this now to the legal side um chuck so he finds out that maybe it's a neighbor's water line or the downspouts from a neighbor that were was undermining his driveway so what happens at that point? Is Does he have recourse legally against the neighbor? Well, it just depends on the, the entire scenario. You'd have to see who's causing what uh, uh, what drainage and whether or not it's uh, caused improperly, caused by neglect, caused by, you know, we did this and we didn't get any permits to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, until you find out what the problem is, you really can't go with it. I mean, sinkholes, they have them out in, I, I know, at least in the southwest part of the county. Sure. Uh, shoot, I've known builders will just go and, and dump stuff down in the sinkholes and it miraculously disappears. Amazing. Yeah. But let me broaden the issue for everyone okay. who's listening. So maybe it's not a, a hole in your driveway or mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe it's another issue that would be a problem for you as the homeowner mm-hmm. caused by another neighbor. Yeah. Well, or you cause a problem for your neighbor. So what recourse would the first thing you do? do is find out how to fix it? Uh, you, you've got to have a baseline uh, before you can say, hey, you've messed with me. You, you have to know exactly what the damage is mm-hmm. and the damage is what it takes to repair it. Then you find out why it's that way. Okay, so once you've if you've determined that hey this guy 
you know, added on a new uh, whatever, didn't pull permits, and it's draining, you know, it's changed the way the water is drained. Well, you know, certainly you can uh, go after them, get injunctions, have things changed back, maybe money damages. It, mm-hmm. it just it just depends on the situation. But with the limited amount of information, if your driveway is just sinking. Yeah. Yeah. I um, get that. What and, I would wonder is uh-huh. uh, how old is the house? If it's fairly new, um, what, what liability might be on the builder mm-hmm. uh, for having, you know, put something like that here and, and not, uh, you know, tested the soil or or whatever it is they do. So one step at a time, obviously, that you're mm-hmm. saying. But so let's just take it one, real quickly okay. um, to if you're going to go after a neighbor or mm-hmm. somebody who did damage small claims court where you don't have oh. to hire an attorney. Uh, is that up to what amount? If his driveway is disappearing under the ground, yeah. uh, I'm betting it's going to be more than, than small claims. Small claims okay. is limited, is capped at 2500 2500 okay. Uh, plus uh, filing fees. Uh, that's at least going to be district court level. And you're, you, while you certainly can access the courts without an attorney at the district court level, you mm-hmm. don't want to. Got it. We all have secret passwords and handshakes uh, and that kind of thing. Oh, really? Like like yeah. one of the fun? Yeah, okay. All right. Let's uh, Hopefully, Larry, that helps you, and uh, let us know how that turns out. Uh, good morning. Let's go back to the phones. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Jerry. Yeah. And I'm buying a house, and the inspection that just came back, my realtor just called me and told me that the roof was supposed to be new according to the disclosure, but the inspection report said something about it, the repairs and it being at midlife. So if it's new, how can that be, and what kind of recourse do we have in order to find out what exactly the life is on this roof? Okay, so let's start legally. Uh, if there's a disclosure that yeah. says it's new and it's, it's not. not. Can you say misrepresentation? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's a problem. Obviously, that can lead to all sorts of legal difficulties, and certainly you would have the rights to walk away from that contract without any adverse effect. Um, if you didn't find out until afterwards and they lied that obviously, uh, then you clearly have recourse against the sellers or whoever uh, was misrepresenting the uh, situation. Uh, that much is is very clear. He, you don't even want to get caught in that uh, in that trap. What if they've already paid for an inspector mm-hmm. and you've gone can they go forward? Back and can they that? go back for damages? Uh, you could. That would be a small claims issue. Okay. Um, that would be a hey, you know, you induced me to get into this. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, just from a, a proof perspective, um, how many people actually look at the seller's disclosure to determine whether or not they're going to go forward? You know, I think a lot more people think, in this day and age, yeah. Um, I, I normally see yeah. them, they get that, and then they, they, they're counting on the uh, uh, the home inspection to clue them in on stuff. And then when something's bad, they go back and look at it. Uh, That's, uh. Those are the phone calls I'm getting. All right. Uh, but, you know, then again, I get phone calls only from unhappy people. That's right. Isn't that a shame that you I only know, get the you know. yeah, you don't get the happy Some, people? Someday. I just want someone to call, call me up and say, hey, Chuck, I had a great day today. Somebody call called Chuck this week at 499-6360 and then tell him, hey, I had a great I had a great day. Yeah, I don't need a lawyer. <laughs> I don't need a lawyer. But I just want to let you know thank you. Yeah. Uh, we turn our attention to now, Brian. So. As a home inspector, if you see a problem, you're going to recommend further evaluation, right? Sure. And there, there are two issues right here that, that uh, I'd like to address. The first is um, it's not unusual for us to find brand-new roofs that do need some minor repairs, some nail pops or just some things that need to be done. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too alarmed with that. Um, something that we have seen, not too uh, frequently, but it happens, somebody will claim that they have a new roof, and when we get up on the roof, we take a look, 
maybe a third of it is is new, mm-hmm. and the other the other two thirds is not. Well, yeah. if you've had a third of your roof replaced, that means the other two thirds is probably not too far behind. So that mm-hmm. that is not a new roof, and obviously that's mm-hmm. I would go to to what uh, Chuck was so saying. So how do you determine what midlife is? It's 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 a judgment call, obviously. So there's brittleness of the roof, um, aggregate loss, mm-hmm. um, even staining can give you a lot. So of there's clues. a structural. Uh, paradigm that yes. you look at it's not just hey it's these shingles and they say they're x absolutely in fact we don't even know typically we don't know when we go to a house we don't know what the disclosure says we okay. don't know what the seller claims hmm. as far as the age of the roof so we're looking at uh, how much of the aggregate the, the surface of it is worn away what's hmm. the staining look like is it pliable still yeah. are there lifted edges okay. are there nail pops that kind well of with stuff? that then um, yeah. if the people who filled out the thing uh, or the seller's disclosure saying that it was a new roof they might have got scammed by a roofer. That's who, true, too. Because if they put could up, be. uh, according to what you're saying, if they put up defective uh, uh, shingles, then it could be midlife. Would a receipt indemnify the seller then if they filled out the disclosure based on it? I don't know that it would indemnify them, but it yeah. certainly might take them off the hook. I gotcha. And then from here, let me give you one more view mm-hmm. on this thing. So we've talked about the inspection. we talked about the legal. Now let me talk to you about from the seller's side, because mm-hmm. I represent a lot of sellers, and this is a common issue. If the roof is deemed to be towards the end of its life, should the seller be responsible before they sell if the buyer asks after an inspection to put a new roof on? They, the roof is in working condition. It's not leaking it's under the premise I'm working with. And then a buyer comes along and says, well, I'm going to buy the house, but I want you to put a whole new roof on it. So what's fair? Sometimes what we try to do is if our sellers will agree to it, is try to negotiate a deal where maybe each pays half to get a new roof, or the my seller pays a third and the the buyer uh, pays two thirds. But that becomes another issue that is a much more important one to the sellers, uh, if I'm representing the sellers, and to the buyers if an agent's representing the buyer. So there's always two sides to this. In this case, is at least three, mm-hmm. and probably more. With a larger roof, sometimes that can be more than foundation repairs. Oh, very costly. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, and then and you, you come up with, well, what was the cause if it failed prematurely? And then if the roof says it's a 30-year life and it's only 15 years, yeah. well, where do the other 15 years go? But that's, that's another story for another time, what's happening with the roofing industry. We're going to take a break. When we come back, five reasons, if you're thinking about selling, five reasons, maybe now six, not to sell your house for sale by owner. You are listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show in the studios with us. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, they do closings and they do a whole lot more. Wills and uh, evictions, rental agreements. You can call Chuck to get his advice or just tell him you're having a good day at 499-6360. Brian O'Rear, owner of the Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. You can reach me anytime, Bob Sekola at 376-5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. 
Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-louisville.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Bob Sekoler here with you. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran. And the Guaranteed Sell Program that Barbara has talked about in the past and continues to is very simple. We come out, we arrive at a price, we list it, we sell it. You can cancel at any time. There are never any extra fees with the Guaranteed Sale Program. But quite frankly, we sell lots of homes without the Guaranteed Sell Program every day. Uh, so you can call me in any time, 376-5483, and we'll help you out, 376-5483. If you want to know how to sell your home quickly and for more money, we've got a 150-step guide that, that will help you with that, and even more than 150 steps. Very simple, very easy. Send me an email, no obligation, no cost. Send it to bob at com, and then in the subject line, put 150 steps, I know what you're talking about, and I will send it to you ASAP. In the studios, Brian O'Rear, Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813, and Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. So a lot of people thinking about selling their homes and wondering, well, maybe you can do it myself as a for sale by owner in the business. We call it FISBOs. So here are some five reasons, and then Brian's got a six-month waiting in the wings for us. Number one, exposure to prospective buyers. Recent studies have shown that 94% of buyers search online for a home. That in comparison to only 16% looking at print newspaper ads. Have you looked at the newspaper to see homes for sale lately? Not much there. Most real estate agents have an Internet strategy to promote your home. Do you? Results are coming, number two, by the way, from the Internet. Where did buyers find homes they actually purchased? 51% on the Internet, and you've got to be able to buy multiple sites, um, not giving away any strategy here, but just so you know, this is not a cheap way to sell your home. They charge you for these to be on the Internet in many areas. 34% of buyers come from a real estate agent themselves, only 8% from a yard sign, and only 1% of buyers come from a newspaper. Also, item number three, there are too many people to negotiate with. So here's a list of who you have to negotiate with if, if you're a for sale by owner. 
Number one, the buyer who wants the best possible deal. Two, the buyer's agent who solely represents the buyer's best interest. Number three, the buyer's attorney in some parts of the country. Also, number four, the home inspection companies, which will work for the buyer and will most always find some problems with the house. Do you know how to counter back on those problems? And also, the appraiser, if there's a question of value. Number four, Fizboing has become more and more difficult. The paperwork involved in selling and buying a home has increased dramatically as industry disclosures and regulations have become mandatory. It's one of the reasons that the large percentage of people who are trying to do Fizboing has dropped. It was 19%. It's now down to 8%. And in fact, that 8% share represents the lowest recorded figure since the National Association of Realtors began collecting data back in 1981. And my reason, number one, many homeowners believe that uh, saving the real estate commission uh, will help them sell for more money and save money out of their pocket. But studies have shown that the typical house sold by homeowners sells for $185,000, while the typical house sold by an agent sells for $245,000. Now, note, this does not mean that an agent can get more than $60,000 for your home, as some studies have shown that people are more likely to FISBO in markets with lower price points may be one of the reasons that we're seeing that discrepancy. However, it does show that selling your home might not make sense. Brian, you have item number six. Item number six really is emotion, and, it, and we see this all the time, where a, a buyer may not be uh, represented by an agent, and they go to a for sale by owner, and they, they try to purchase this home. There is so much emotion on, on either side that typically a professional agent, realtor, is going to be in between and help negotiate the process. Fizbo deals blow up all the time mm-hmm. if something goes wrong. And you, I mean, stuff goes wrong all the time. Yeah. So um, I, just please don't do a Fizbo. Yeah. yeah. It'll save you money in the long run. It really will. It'll save you stress and uh, headache. And just give you an idea. We'll go one more step here. I'll give you number seven. Chuck Crosby, you're an attorney at... I'm a FISBO. I'm somebody who's selling the house by myself, and I'm coming to you with a buyer. Just an average cost that it might cost me to have you review and close the deal? $350 for the uh, – and that's assuming that they're doing it cash. If right. they're doing it uh, lender, it would be a little more. But uh, for a cash deal, 350 for the closing title exam, title insurance, which is based on the purchase price, $17 to record seller's pay uh, okay. Uh, 125 for uh, closing, 150 for docs, and, okay. and you, transfer tax. You can just extrapolate yeah. from there. And if the buyer gets cold feet or there's a no-show at the mm-hmm. closing table, who ends up paying your fee? Yeah, don't let's talk about that. That's the seller who ends up paying no matter what, correct? Uh, no, I usually eat it. Oh, do you really? Oh, well, that's yeah, good. Well, you're an exception to the I rule. I am an exception to the rule. And attorneys all across this country are going, what? Are you kidding me right I now, know, Chuck? I know. If the KBA is listening, yeah. they're going to yank my card right that's now. That's right. That's um, right. I just can't do that. <laughs> uh, well, just so you know, uh, within the, an agent, they don't get paid unless the home yeah, closes. Right. So that was my point. Yeah, but I know. you spoiled that I know. One. I'm yeah. sorry, Bob. Yeah. Uh, and the it's fact okay. of the matter is, though, um, you remember the whole Nehemiah programs yeah. these many years ago? The statistics were that a, a realtor will typically bring more money than their commission. Well, that's yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. It, so. it's, it, and and you, you bring up the stress. In FISBOs that I see, yeah. that, that's just through the roof. Yeah. Through the roof. All right, listen, if you know and you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know we love feedback, good or bad. We just closed Donna's home in Cooper Farms, and I asked Donna at the closing table how she's feeling after all the paperwork was signed. 
very excited, and I just hope this family enjoys the house and the neighborhood as much as I have. It's a great neighborhood. And you sold in three days. It was a little less than three days. Oh, less than three days. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yes, a little yeah. less than three days. And for over list price. Over list price. I'm very happy, very excited, and very proud. I was glad I went with you. What turned you to us? I've seen that you had sold some houses very quickly in the neighborhood, and uh, so I wanted good results, and I'm glad I went with you. What do you think did it? I think uh, it was just great teamwork on your part with the pictures and the advertising, everything. It it just went quick. Gave me good advice on setting the house up and things to do, and I think that just really helped. And well, to your credit, you followed everything to the T, and it looked just gorgeous when we put it on the market. Yeah, thank you. You did great. Thank you. (laughs) Congrats, Donna. We thank you, and if you want to get on board and let's get your house sold, you can call me anytime at 376-5483. We are actually out of time already. Boy, this half hour went very quick. In the studios, if you need an inspection, I cannot highly recommend enough to go, you to go to Home Team Inspection Service. Brian O'Rear, who is the owner, they hire veterans at 357-0813. Thanks for being Thanks, here. Bob. Also, Chuck Crosby, they do closings, as you heard. They also do wills and a variety of other things. And if you're a FISBO, they won't charge you if the deal falls apart. <laughs> That's the, Chuck's yeah. going to claim the fame. There you go. Yeah, his number is 499-6360. Hope you have a great week, everybody. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.